Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Wow, big oil amount today. Okay. Today's share is being sponsored by Ira Greenstein for the 60th yard side of Ida Greenstein. Cheshobat Rebeli Ezer Tuvio Lea Shalom Chof Ches Tamuz. All right, we have a few emails here. First one is from Yaakov Krieger. Hello, Rebbe. My name is Yaakov Krieger, owner of Krieger Business Assistance Incorporated, KBA-home.com. I'm an eight-minute-a-day Shaklevetari Talmud of yours since the beginning. The ingenuity of spreading Torah is astounding and very admirable. May Hashem bless you greatly for your holy work and grant you much success. Amen. If I may humbly suggest that you open a new front with your great Torah initiative email. All you have to do is create a newsletter template and just change day, daf daily and click a button and all your subscribers will get the newsletter. In Kemachin Torah, he's saying we should do a newsletter which was already um, suggested by Gary a while ago, but I think it's a good idea. We just need somebody to, uh, to go with it. You can even offer ads on the DAF newsletter and a separate newsletter for sponsors. Is David Feinberg here? Where is he? David, David. Oh, somebody like David could take this on. You know what I mean? Like a guy that knows how to write. Eh, okay, whatever. We'll talk. You can offer a bunch of people to take this on. Make a daft newsletter. It doesn't have to come out every day. Once every two weeks, once a month. Stories about people that watch the daft. Cool things about the daft. I don't know. We should do a, a write-up about Rabbi Schoenberg. That's my, for the first thing. You can even offer ads on daft newsletters. Every newsletter is sponsored. You tell me them, you can subscribe and unsubscribe. And the ads, newsletters, top two is another platform. Okay. I would suggest that you use the same company that built your website. But if you're tight on funds, my company, they might be able to help us out here. Okay, Yishkoyach, keep up the great work. Sincerely, your Talmud, Yaakov Krieger, Yishkoyach, Yaakov. Josh Davis from Chicago. Rabbi Shlita, thank you for keeping me going. Baruch Hashem, I'm still hanging in. It has a lot to do with you. I still remember when you started in the Adas. I used to give Shir in the Adas. I gave uh, the Daf for eight years in the Adas in Chicago. We finished the cycle and he was one of the guys. It is amazing to see how much you have grown. I think he's talking about my stomach. I'm not sure. And what you have become. You should continue doing your wonderful work on behalf of the Klal. Thank you. Your Talmud, Shui, Josh Davis. Good friend of mine, Josh. Yishkoyach of Josh. One more. This is from Chaim and Allison Rosenberg. My husband watches you on YouTube and hasn't missed a daf since the start of the new cycle. Hashem should give you and your Eishas Chayil many more healthy years till 120 together to continue spreading the Torah, the, spreading the love of Torah. Thank you, Chaim Rosenberg's other half. Alright, we have time for one more. So we're on, a, we're on a big record because we have a record daf today so we could afford one more. Dear Rebelli, I have to say kolakavod to you. This is from Yaakov Rosner. Yaakov is a big, I see him all the time on Zoom. I have to say kolakavod to you and all the MDY Daf Yomi staff for the magnificent work you all do to make the shear happen. When Kuroda started and our beloved shear in Harnov stopped, it was like the one beautiful thing it had 
something to look forward to after a hard day's work. It became hard to find a shear online and was frustrated for falling behind two weeks. The eight minute daf was the answer. Looking to join a group and wanting to feel part of Chabura, I joined the full shear, a magnificent way to start the day and end it with Chazara. For a wonderful, well explained daf in every way to a wonderful group of friends who enjoy every minute. Yaakov Razner, Yishkoyach, Yaakov Razner from Harnov. Zok Deilig Gemara, holding up Kuf Lamed Halen Bays, six lines from the bottom. Tanyo Rebbe Shimbin Gamliel Oimer. Kol Sheshaw Shleishim Yayim Ba'adam, Enoi Nefel. So, we're familiar with the concept that a newborn is still a suffix if it's viable or not until 30 days. So you don't redeem it, you don't, there's different halachas as we're going to see if a, if a baby or even an animal is not viable, different halachas apply. When does it become viable? When do we know that this is a bar kayom, it's here to stay? 30 days old. See, from the fact that the Torah says that you have to wait until he's 30 days old and do, until you do Pidyan Aben, so it tells me that until that point, this, this newborn is not viable. Shmoinas Yomim Babehema. Eight days for an animal. So in other words, before that, says Rib Shem Gamliel, would be Aser to shech the animal and eat it. Why? Because perhaps this animal is an eifel. This animal is not viable. If it's not viable, can't eat it. What does it say in the Torah? Shenemar umiyoyim hashmini vaholo So the Torah tells us that in order to bring a carbon, you have to wait until the animal is seven days old, seven, and then miyoyim hashmini vaholo yiratza. Tysus points out that this is different Again, it's not Tysus, it's the Gemara later on. But the Gemara, even today we're going to see it, that mixes Hayom Kekulois, it's really the seventh night is where it flips into a viable animal. Whereas by a human being, it's the 30th day, you have to wait until the following day. So it's a little bit earlier than a human. So again, so Gamliel says that when it comes to an animal, and when it comes to a human being, Anything before the 30 days or the 8 days by the animal is considered a nafal, you can't eat it, you don't do pinyana ben, whatever the halach is. Ask the Gemara, Halaysha, Sveika having. So it comes out that if you didn't wait the amount of time that you're supposed to wait, 30 days for human, 8 days for an animal, Mimal So you have a baby that's 8 days old. Eight days is not viable yet. In order to be viable, you have to wait until the baby is 30 days old. You have to see that it's living, everything is good, everything's functioning correctly. So how in the world do we perform a brismila on the eighth day of its life and we're mechal Shabbos, where it's possible that this baby is not going to survive 30 days. You're just mechal Shabbos for an eifel. For a human being that's not really alive. Halachically, it's dead. 
So you all know the answer to this because yesterday I cheated, I told you Taisvis, Taisvis brings this Gemara. What's the problem? Let's give it a brismila. If the baby ends up living the full 30 days, so now I perform the brismila on a proper, viable baby and everything is great. Now what's the problem? The problem is that perhaps the baby won't make it to 30 days. So then halachically, this baby is not alive. And if it's not alive, just like you're allowed to perform an autopsy on Shabbos on a dead body, I don't know if you're allowed to, but you're not over on Chabura B'Shavas, maybe it's Mukta, maybe whatever, but cutting, making an incision in a dead body is not a Chabura, because it's dead. So since this baby halachically is dead, yes, it's alive and kicking, but right now halachically it's dead, so when I cut and I make a bris milah, I'm not cutting, I'm not doing a chabura, an alive, an alive human being. So if you want to tell me it's dead and I shouldn't perform a bris milah, then, then, I, then I'm allowed to perform a bris because it's dead. And if it's alive, so that I perform the bris milah, then I perform the bris milah, no, we're going to get there in a second. So I'm performing bris milah, that's what we spoke about yesterday. Perform bris milah on an animal that is on a human that's going to make it, and it needs a bris. And if it needs a bris, the bris is on the eighth day. So, as the Gemara, we, we learned yesterday, Safik ben Sheva, Shiva, Safik ben Shemoyno, Ein Mechal Shabbos. That, that was explained to somebody last night, somebody was asking me after the shir, we learned about this, that in the time of the Gemara, a baby that's born in the eighth month, and we're going to see an animal, a large animal, like a cow, that's born in the eighth month, is not viable. The way the Gemara understands it, it's like, it's not that there's two times to, to, for a woman to give birth. She gives birth in the seventh month, and she gives birth in the ninth month, and she cannot give birth in the eighth month. And if she does, the baby won't survive. The Gemara views it as two types of pregnancies. It's a pregnancy that only lasts seven months, and those babies are always born in the seventh. And there's a pregnancy that lasts for nine months, those babies are born in the ninth. And there's nothing in between. So it's not that this pregnancy was supposed to last nine months and she gave birth in the seventh and it survives. But if she gave birth in the eighth, it doesn't survive because that is very hard to understand. Why would it survive if it was born in the seventh but not in the eighth? Because the baby that's born in the seventh is a, the, it's a type of pregnancy of seven. That's how we learned back then. Anyway. But yesterday we were discussing that if you don't know if the pregnancy, if it lasted seven months, or perhaps this baby was born into the eighth month. So that's a suffix if it's going to survive or not. And therefore, Emechal is a Shabbos. Right? That was the Mishnah. You're not Emechal. It says in the Mishnah, suffix, you don't do Milan a suffix. And the Gemara explained to us there's different Sveikas. It was born by Neshmoshes, it was born with a Mila, it was an Andragonos. And then the Gemara says, but what's the Chiddush in the Mishnah? The Chiddush in the Mishnah was this case. Big Chiddush was a fourth case. Suffolk for the seventh, Suffolk for the eighth. You don't perform a bris on Shabbos. Why not? Amai, nimalei memonavshach. Why don't we have this memonavshach? Imchayu, if it's going to last this eighth month, Vlad, if for whatever reason it could last, Shabbat then it's a good milah. Vimlav, and worse comes to worse, it's not going to last. It's not going to survive. 
So it's dead and it's dead today. Halachically, it's dead today. Mechadr bebasaru. Right? These, these children that don't survive, you don't say Kaddish, there's no Shiva. It's dead. We explained it. Yes, you're right. Your memon of shach is very good. You should perform the milah because worse comes to worse, the baby is dead, not going to survive. So it's not a chabur on Shabbos. And, 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 and if he does survive, then it's a good milah. We're talking about all the tools that go together with the mila. But I'll leave it to Rebbe According to Rebbe you let him make all these tools. You let him do machshiri mitzvah. You let him make a. You let him cut the wood to make the fire to make the knife. So, for that, I don't have an excuse. What if the baby doesn't survive? So I just made a fire for nothing. Oh. So here's the big question. So then how in the world does Rebbe Lezer and the Mishnah say that you're allowed to make machshirei mila on Shabbos? Maybe the baby won't survive. You're telling me now that if the baby doesn't survive, we, we have a suffix, the baby might not survive, and therefore you shouldn't make the machshirei mila because if you make, the, you make a knife on Shabbos, the baby might not survive, and then you just ended up with a knife that you made for no reason. Yes, you could perform a bris mila because mimon of shach, it's okay, but not the knife. But the Mishnah says, Rabbi Lezer says, you could make a knife on Shabbos. But what if the baby doesn't survive 30 days? Says Rashi, unbelievable. We have to come all the way to the Kuflam and Vavam to see Pshat in the, in the Mishnah back there. That according to this, Rabbi Lezer is only going to say you're allowed to make Machshir Mila if this woman was with her husband once and that's it. Nine months ago. In other words, we know for a fact that this is a full term pregnancy. And this baby is 100% going to survive, as the Gemara is going to bring soon, that if we know for a fact, we know for a fact that the baby is going to survive, then we don't have this whole suffix. The suffix is, we don't know when the pregnancy started, when it began, how, how, how viable this baby is. But if it's, meaning not literally nine months, but at least three months, where there's no suffix when the pregnancy started, when it ended, and therefore... In that case, when we know for, for a fact, then you could make machshire mila. Otherwise, you can't make machshire mila. Omer Abayo. So, Kitanoi. So, is this, this kid considered viable, not viable? Kitanoi. Vichiyomus minabehimo asher hi lochem lochu. So, a very ungepatched um, chart here. What's going on? So we have to learn this pasuk. There's a whole Rashi here. It explains this pasuk. V'chi yomos mina beheima asher hi lochem laochlo hanugea benevloso yitma. We're talking about tumas nevela. So what does the pasuk say? So right in the beginning, v'chi yomos minha beheima. So right away, the min is extra. Because it should say, What's min ha From? There are some yes, some not. So we darshan from that. A very interesting halacha. This goes back to Bukhairis, the Chulin. If you shecht a trefa, you have an animal that's a trefa. What's a trefa? An animal that has one of these mumim that it's not going to survive the year. 
Let's say it has a hole in its heart. Whatever the mum is. We know, halakhically, it's not going to survive. And you shecht it anyway. You can't eat it. There's no way you could eat it. It's a trefa. You can't eat it. But you shecht it. You accomplished a lot. You accomplished that now this animal, even though it's laying dead on the floor, there's no tumas nevela. But not all animals that die. There's an animal that dies with a shechita that doesn't give off tumma. Okay. Says Rashi, so if you stop right there, so we're talking about an animal that's kosher. Because an, an, if you shecht a rhinoceros or a lion, it doesn't accomplish anything. So we must be talking about a kosher cow, let's say. You shechted a cow. A trefa, but it's a cow. It's a kosher animal. So if we're talking about kosher, so let's continue on. The chiyamus mina behema, we're talking about that the animal is a trefa, you shechted it, and you accomplished that. You can't eat it, but you accomplished that you removed the tumor from it after it dies, so, but it's kosher. Asher hi lochem la'achla. Oh my gosh, what's going on here? We have four extra words. If we know that the animal is kosher, so why does it say, asher hi lochem la'achla? You could eat it. Of course you could eat it. We're talking about kosher animals. Oh. So for that, we have two pshatim. From the first three words, asher hi lochem, is telling me that if it's not lochem, if it's a non-kosher animal that dies, it emits tumah after it dies. A non-kosher animal, mitama. And here's what's important for our sugya. So that's the whole chajmah. Since it says min, so now these words are extra. So la'achla comes to say that if you shecht an animal before it's eight days old, you shecht a five-day-old animal, it's tummy. The animal's tummy, it gives you tumah. You hear what's going on here? You have an animal that we, we're not sure if it's viable or not because it didn't survive eight days yet. You shechted it prematurely before it reached the eight-day mark. So this animal is tummy. You shechted it, but that's it. You can't eat it. It's tummy. So the Gemara is going to discuss soon, is this animal different than a trefa? On the one hand, the trefa, we know that it has some sort of disease, some sort of mum, that it's not going to survive the, full month, the 12 months. And if you shechted it, the shechita removes the tuma, and now we have this other animal that didn't reach eight days yet, doesn't have any disease, but it's not right to eat, and you shecht it, does that shechita remove the, the tuma? Omar Abaya, Kitanoi, V'chiyomus mina beheima asher hi lochem lo'achla. So the Gemara says it very briefly. It comes to tell us that a, an eight-day-old animal, the shechita doesn't work to give it to Hara. I just told you the entire Rashi. He goes through the whole cheshbon, the min, and asher hi lachem lachla, etc. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, Oymrim. They argue. No, this eight day, this five day old animal that he shechted, the shechita accomplishes at least that there's no tumah. 
Perhaps the Machlaikis is what we were discussing up until now. The Marsovar Chayu. Right now it's alive. Umarsovar Mesu. Yeah, I know that halachically it's not considered alive, but right now it's alive. And the other man says, no, it's dead. It's considered dead. So Rav has a bomb question here. So why is there whole machloikas? Does this animal emit tuma or not? Shouldn't it be a much simpler machloikas? Can I eat this animal? If it's viable, I could eat it. If not, I can't eat it. Why are you going and talking about tuma when I could talk about something that's more practical for us even? Even bismaneno. Could I eat it or not? Says the Gemara, Elo, says Rava de Kuliyama Mesu. Everybody agrees that Allah is dead. Rabbi Yosef reviewed the Rabbi Lazarus, Rabbi Shimon, Savri Ketrefa. Okay, it's dead. But is it like a Trefa? Where? Trefa, Lav Afagav, the Mesohi, Shkitosim Tarasa. Yes, a Trefa. I shechted the Trefa. And it's dead. And Allah was dead before I shechted it. Because it's not, a go- it's not going to survive the 12 months. Yet the shechita accomplishes that it removes tumah. So too, when it comes to this animal that you shechted before it reached eight days, does the shechita have an effect on it and removes the tumah? Rabban say, no, what's the comparison? Trefa was born one minute, it was a normal animal. Then it developed some sort of disease, it got a hole in its heart, and Mimela, it's different. That's why I could shecht it and remove its tumma, because it was a normal animal at one point. But this animal, before it reached eight days, it didn't reach eight days. It never had a moment that it was kosher. But wait a minute, there's something called a trefa that was born with a heart disease. And that didn't have a shasakayishu. Nevertheless, we don't, we don't differentiate, we don't say, oh, this animal that was born with a heart disease, the, the shechita does not accomplish anything, and this one that what? All trefas, the shechita accomplishes, that it removes the, the nevela, the tuma. So therefore, by us also, this animal that was shechita before eight days, the tuma should be removed. Okay, so yes, there are trefas that are born with the disease, but since there are others that are not born with the disease, you see that has nothing to do. Since it has a shasa kosher, maybe that's why the shechita works, even though this one, this particular one, doesn't have a shasa kosher. Hacha ein b'mino shechita. Fine. Says the Gemara. Ibaylu mi pligi rabbanu lelei the Rabbi Shimon Gamliel oilai. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says a statement. Doesn't seem that anybody argues. He says that a, that a human being has to be at least 30 days old in order to be viable. An animal has to be at least 8 days. And so, does anybody argue? And another thing, if, if people argue with Rabbi Shem Gamliel, how do we pass him? What's the halacha? Says the Gemara, I'll try to prove it to you. In Do we pass him like Rabbi Shem Gamliel? It's very important. Could you shecht an animal under eight days? The chatchila, could you eat it? Tashma, egel shenoyla biyamtev. 
What about a calf that was born on Yontav itself? So is the Shailah, the question, is this animal Noilad or not? It's literally Noilad. No pun intended. It was born on Yontav. Are you allowed to eat an animal that was born on Yontav? The answer is yes, because the animal was already fully formed before Yontav. It's not like an egg. It's, it's, it's formed. It's a formed animal. It just happened to come into this world on Yontav. MMA, you're allowed to eat it, but that's not the discussion here. The discussion is what happened to the fact that it's not eight days old. Rabshim Gamliel holds, you have to shecht, you have to wait until eight days. Over here it says, as if we forgot about this whole Allah of eight days. It says, if it was born on Yantif, shecht on Yantif. It's in a case that I know for a fact that it's a full term. Nine-month-old baby. Today, I'm not a farmer, but I'm guessing that that's how every animal is today. Because everything's computerized, and they don't even have the males there. Everything is done with machines. They know exactly. Animal number 1056, every, every animal. This is exactly the day they got pregnant. They know exactly how long, the whole thing. Everything's computerized. So we, today we can understand. How do you know? It's very easy to know. This animal is exactly nine months pregnant. And therefore, if it's nine full months, then I could eat the animal right away. Yes, that, that's not a problem. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, because I don't know if it's viable or not. I don't know if it's going to survive. But a full-term baby? I'm going to see by humans also. Full-term, full-term. You don't have to wait 30 days to, be, to consider it viable. If you know for a fact that this baby was a full-term baby, then it's viable. Toshma, Vishavin. Now, we're going to Hilkas Bechayrus. Firstborn animal goes to the Kayan, he brings it on the Mizbeach. What if the animal has a mum? He doesn't bring it on the Mizbeach, the Kayan eats it himself. Now, to decide whether it's a mum or not, you bring it to the, the, the Bezdan, they say this is a mum. So there's a problem to, to bring an animal like that on Shabbos because now you're fixing the animal, and not different issues. Veshavim, but everybody agrees, Shim hu if he was born, and the Bezdin was there, they were present at the birth, and they saw the mum with him, it wasn't developed afterwards, you could shech this animal on Yontif. Once again, same problem. How do you shech this animal on Yontif? You didn't wait eight days. According to Rav Shemim Gamliel, it's a problem. Maybe this animal is a nafal. Not a kasha. We know for a fact, is a, so, look, it's easy to answer the question, but when you read the, the b'risa by itself, you wouldn't, Assume that that's the case. Basically, we were forced to say a specific case that you knew that it's nine months old. Toshma. But this is it. This is the final raya. It doesn't get any better than a raya like this. Shmuel says straight out. When Shmuel paskins that Allah is like Shmuel, so we learn. Two things, this answers both questions. You ask me, does anybody argue in Rishim Gamliel? Yes. From the fact that Shmuel says the halacha is like Rishim Gamliel, then somebody's arguing with him. You only say halacha is like someone if there's two sides. If there's only one side, there's no reason for me to pass him like you. Number one. Number two, the halacha is like Rishim Gamliel. So we have to remember this. The halacha is like Rishim Gamliel, and that is that if we aren't sure, we don't know if this, this animal gave birth full term, so the, 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 the offspring is a suffix to us. You're not allowed to shecht it. 
What happens if you shecht it? You can't eat it. Let's see. Says the Gemara Amar Bayo. Nafal min agag ari divri akol chayu. Comes Abayo with a huge chiddush. If this animal, this human, fell off a roof, in other words, it had an unnatural death, it didn't just die. If a baby dies, so we say, we assume that it was a weak baby, it wasn't going to survive anyway. What happened was, he got hit by a car, it fell off a roof, so it had a, a premature death that we don't have an idea whether or not it was going to survive or not. So this baby is alive and well. In other words, we have to assume that this baby was going to survive. And what's the difference? A huge difference. What happens if, it's, if it, this baby's father dies? It's in the three weeks. Mom is sad gemaras here. People are dying. Babies are dying. Terrible stuff. So if the father dies, typically if he dies without children, the wife becomes a Yavama. And if they had a baby that wasn't viable, the wife is a Yavama. She goes to her brother-in-law. She's Chayv Chalitza at least. If you're going to tell me that the baby is viable, it just got hit by a car, then she doesn't have to do Chalitza. And now, Nafal Menagag doesn't really apply here to, to an animal because you can't really shecht an animal after it died. So that's not the problem. So the shayla is, what happens, the machlaikis is, what happens if the baby yawned and died? In other words, it's really weak. Rashi points out that it's, its body is weak. It didn't die from a disease. It didn't get a fever and died. Because a fever, it seems like from the Rishayinim, would be similar to getting hit by a car. Something external happened here, and, and that's what took the baby's life. But P.E.K.U.M.E.S. means that naturally, just, it, it wasn't able to survive. It wasn't a viable baby. Mar Sovar Chayu. So, Chacham say, it's... A viable baby. In other words, we have to go by the roiv. Most babies survive. So there's no reason to believe that this baby wouldn't survive. At the end of the day, we're looking at a dead baby. So how can you tell me he was viable? He's dead. Where is this coming to play? Okay. So is this baby viable enough to say that the mother is part of from evil? Says the Gemara, "Nafal menagag oyacholari divrakol chayu." You're telling me that if it fell off the roof, and in other words, a premature death, nothing to do with its viability, just something happened to him, external death, divrakol chayu, he's considered according to everybody viable. Why? We have a roiv. For our papa, Rav Huna Bereid of Yeshua, ikhalu lebei lebei Bereid Rav Idi Baravin. So what's similar to getting hit by a car, to getting eaten by a lion and thrown off a roof if you're a baby? By an animal would be if you shech the animal. Shech the animal. So you take a five-day-old animal, you're supposed to wait until eight days, you shechted it. Now you don't know, would this animal survive or not? I, I don't know. Something external happened there. 
Says So throughout Shas, you have this igla tilta. The best meat in the world is the third calf. So most of the time we say third calf means it was the third born to this mother. Sometimes they say pshat that it's a third of its life. And I believe the chsam soifer, the svas emes, no, the svas emes, I once heard this. Based on this Gemara, I have to look it up. Based on this Gemara, I believe it's the Svas Emes, that from here you see that Igla Tilta means the third born, because it's impossible to be third of its life, because it's, it only lived, we're talking about something that lived less than eight days. How could less than eight days be a third of its life? Fine. So what happened was, they made this special calf, special for these Tamil Chachamim, when it was seven days old. Vavlu igla tilta biyimama de shiva on the seventh day. Vamilei i isrichisu le adlu urta. We had this word yesterday, twice. No, what what daf was it? With the no two daf ago, with the Armeli Abai's mother. Armeli aim yeah, with Nasan Abavli. You should wait. I think it's over there somewhere. No, it's Amtino. Fine, but we had that lashon over there. So you tell him, why don't you just wait until the night? As we said before, we'll just wait until the night. Then we could have eaten it. Now, what's the problem? Abai just said that according to everybody, if if he was killed prematurely, according to everybody, you're allowed to eat it. It's considered a viable baby. You go by the rive. So over here that you shechted it, why didn't they eat the igla tilta? Says the Gemara, you're right, we have to change Abai a little bit. If the baby yawned and died, everybody agrees that he's considered a mace. At the end of the day, he's mace, mace. Look, he's very weak, he just died. He's not a viable baby. Yes, you're right, in that case, that a lion ate him, in other words, he got hit by a car. He was shechted. Whatever the premature death cause was, in that there is actually machlaikas. Mar sovar mesu. According to Reb Shimon ben Gamliel, he's a dead baby. In other words, he's chayshesh. Why is he dead? Here's the big question. And Toysis and Yivamis discussed this. But 95% of the babies, I don't know what the number is, 99% of the babies survive. So what? So either... Reb Shimon is chayshesh lemiot, but Taisus says an amazing thing. This is miot hamatzui. Unfortunately, there's a lot of cases. We we're, we are all familiar with these kind of cases that the baby doesn't survive. So therefore, yes, it's a miot, and typically in the Torah we go basaroiv, but in this case, miot hamatzui, we have to be chayshesh for miot hamatzui. Says Reb Shimon Gamliel, Umar savar chayu. No, at the end of the day, we have a roiv. The whole Torah goes by the roiv. And that's it. That's the machlokes. Says the Gemara Beraid, the Ravdimi Bar Yosef is ahu yinuka. Story, a sad story, three week story. The son of Ravdimi Bar Yosef had a baby. Within thirty days, the baby died. Yosef comes So he sat shiva. Ravdimi Bar Yosef. Black and white. Halacha, halacha. Cold. So he tells him his father, he sees him on the ground. What are you doing? 
You're trying to get the free food from the shiva, the, the guys that come to pay shiva calls. Very cold. He's, he's sad, and his father tells him, get up. There's no shiva on a baby like that. What are you doing? So he got him good. Basically, his father had nothing to say. He said, listen, the halacha is, if I know for a fact, so according to Rashi, it would be very interesting, but according to Rashi, uh, in the beginning of the Amad, basically he knows, how does he know? Because he was out of town for nine months. He knows exactly when it occurred. It was exactly nine full months. It's not possible that she, she's pregnant less than nine months. How he knows, he has to make that cheshbon. And therefore, this baby is 100% viable, and I have to sit shiva on this baby. Yes, he didn't survive 30 days, but I have to sit shiva. Similar story, Ravashi, Ikla Bey Rav Kahana. Ravashi was a guest by Rav Kahana. It's very uncomfortable. You're a guest somewhere, and all of a sudden, Rav Kahana's baby dies within 30 days. So the guest, Ravashi notices Rav Kahana sitting shiva. I could just picture it. Like you're a guest, you go to the to the to the host. What are you, why are you on the floor? I don't, I don't think you should be sitting shiva. Get up. You shouldn't be sad. And he says it more specific. We just paskin Shmuel paskins. If a baby doesn't survive thirty days, it's not a baby. It's a, it's a it's a nafel. It's not, it's not a viable baby, and if it's not a viable baby, you don't sit shiva on it. What are you doing on the floor? You know, especially then, you know, Rabbi Kiva left his house for who knows how many years. Everybody else leaves, comes, goes. In those days, they would come back, Yom Kippur. He knew this baby had a full-term pregnancy. Fine. Story. You have a woman who two tragedies happened here. Number one, her husband dies. Number two, her baby dies. And she thought her baby died within 30 days. Didn't survive 30 days. And she accepted Kiddushin. She's... She, you know these guys, like during the shiva, you know, in shiduchim? Yeah, okay, fine. Right away, they give her a shidduch. Within 30, she, she, she accepts the kedushin. Now, what do we do? Well, it doesn't have to be that she was in Scottish right away. She was in Scottish later on, fine. But she, in her mind, thought that her baby that she had, that didn't survive 30 days, was enough to patter her from Yibam. She doesn't have to do chalitza, she doesn't have to do yibam, she doesn't have to do anything. But in fact, what's the halacha? The halacha is, she should, we don't know if this baby is a, is a nafal or not. If the baby is a nafal, she's chayi she's b'yibam. Her husband never had, her, her, her late husband never had zera. Didn't have a child, didn't have offspring. So his brother has to come in and do yibam. Omer, Avinu Mishmei, the Rav, so what, is she, what should this woman do? She already accepted Kiddushit. So, Davkuf Lam and Vav, surprise, surprise. Only 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 lines, 13 lines. Kuf Lam and Vav, Beis, 
the turning of Kuflam above sponsored by official, from official catering. Says the Gemara, amazing thing. You hear what's going on here? If she is marrying a Yisrael, and the Yisrael makes no difference if she was a Chalutza or not, what does Chalutza do? Chalutza makes her like a divorcee. So Yisrael can marry a divorcee, it's not a problem, he doesn't care. So she removed the guy's shoe, she spit, no, big deal, it's not a problem when she do him. Why? Because we're going to say like Rav Shem Gamliel that this baby is not viable and if the baby is not viable she has to do chalitza. She has no choice. The problem is but if she's marrying a Kayin and a Kayin cannot marry a Grusha so if we just do let, let's be machmer. What does she care? What does he care? Let's just do You can't do a chalitza. Because if you do a chalitza she becomes like a divorcee and a divorcee cannot marry a Kayin. Now what do you do? Says Gemara, Now we're all of a sudden going to switch our psak. Yes, the psak is like Rav Shem Gamliel. Now we're going to say the halacha is like Chachamim, that the baby is viable. And if the baby is viable, she's, she's not required to do chalitza. What's pshat? How can we switch halacha all of a sudden? Because we're going to say that this, that Shmuel, Paskin, like Rav Shem Gamliel, that the baby is not viable, lahachmir. To say, uh, we, have to, we have to go to the, to the most extreme and always be machmir and always require chalitza and always don't eat it. And do- but if this is going to mess up this woman's whole life and she won't be able to marry this guy and she didn't realize that she accepted Kiddushin, we're going to be mekel and let's go back and revert to Chacham. That's what we have to say. Says Rav Shraviyah, Rav Shraviyah, Mishmei the Rav Omar. What are you talking about? Halacha is like Rav Shimon Gamliel. Halacha is like Rav Shimon Gamliel. Let's just keep to the halacha. Achazu v'achazu Let's us. I don't care who she's engaged to. She had no business getting engaged to this guy. Let's say she had the business. Whatever the thing is. At the end of the day, Shalom Aleichem Hill Kamiansky. It's great to see you. And Dr. Mzenkis. Ah. Fine. But at the end of the day, halacha is like Rav Shimon Gamliel, that the baby is not viable, and if it's not viable, she requires a chalitza, and she, no, she won't marry this kind, and there's nothing she can do about it. Amalei Ravina Rav Shrevi. Burta Omar Rav Hachi. You're right. Look, Rav Shrevi is saying it in the name of Rav. Comes Ravina. It's like that Maisa with, with the, the famous story with the, 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 a Rebbe dies, and his Bukhar is, uh, is about to be the new Rebbe, he's all excited. And the younger brother gets up in the morning and he says, you know, Tati came to me in the Cholim and he said, I should be the Rebbe. Okay, he wants to be the Rebbe. So the Bukhar says, well, if you're supposed to be the Rebbe, then Tati should have came to me and told me that you're the Rebbe. Why did he come to you? All right. She says, You're right. You are right. This is what Rav said. It happens to be that in the morning, and this is very suspicious, in the morning Rav took a bet. That what? That if she's engaged to a Kayin, she doesn't need Chalitza. What? You matter this woman to get married to a Kayin without Chalitza, when in fact the halacha is that this baby is not viable, and if the baby is not viable, she's mamesha eshesach, she belongs to the yavam, she has no business getting married. If so, yei the tishru According to you, 
just go ahead and say that all chaylev in the world is 100% motiv. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, Matir. Rabbi Yehuda says that Andragonos in the Mishnah, Andragonos is someone that has both Zachrus and Nakvus. He's a Zachar and an Akeva. You're allowed to do a bris on Shabbos. In fact, if you don't do it, you don't do bris milah, this, this Andragonos is Chayiv Karis. Mamish Mukhuyiv to do bris you should know. It wasn't a blanket statement that a dragon is considered a zahar. <laughs> Obviously, he's also in a keva. So what is he? So, this is the chart from Erechen. And basically, every human being, depending on what sex he is, or she is, and depending how old this person is, that's how much, if a person says, Erki Olai, whatever I'm worth, I want to give to the base Amigdosh. So you go through the chart, oh, you're a Zachar, you're five years to 20 years old, you have to give 20 shekel to the base Amigdosh. If you're in a cave at the same age, only 10. If you're 60 to 20, 50, 30. Because whatever you are, that's, that's the Erechim. What about an Adragonos? Where does an Adragonos fit in this? Is it a Zachar and a cave or it's both? But which one do you have to pay? Says the Gemara, you don't pay anything. Zero. If somebody points at an dragon and says, whatever he's worth, I need to give to the Beis Amikdash. Zero. This annual has Zachar, has Zachar, it has to be the, the male. And he's not the male. Okay, so he's not a male. So let's go to the lower category. The lesser category in monetary value, perhaps he should give the, the, whatever a woman gives. He, it's a pure Okay, so in Hilchah's Erechen, we said Andragonus doesn't pay anything. Now, what does that have to do with Rabbi Yehuda? Top of Daf Kuflam and Zayanomad Aleph, Ustam Sifra Rabbi Yehuda. Who's the author of this Allah in our Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda Matir. Rabbi Yehuda is Matir and Dragonus. Who's Sifra? Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda Barilai. Therefore, it's the same author. He says when it comes to Andragonus and Erechin, he's not a Zachar. Only in Mila, he's a Zachar. To take, everybody's allowed to take the water of a para Aduma and mix the, the ashes of the para Aduma into the water. Chutz, Mecheresh, Shaita, the Katan. Besides, a woman. Cheresh, Shaita Vekatan, besides the Cheresh Shaita Vekatan, not a woman. Rebuda Machshu Vekatan. And Rebuda says a Katan is okay. Upoisel Beish of Andragonus. Again, once again, when it comes to the Mechatas, an Andragonus is like a woman. So you see that Andragonus is not 100% like a man. Oh, Umaishna Mila. So then why by Hilchas Mila does Rebuda say you should perform a Mila? Not only that, perform a Mila, but also on Shabbos. You should perform a bismillah for every single zahar. There's a shayla and rishonim. Do we pass him like Rabbi Yehuda or not? The bottom line is the the rach says that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. The Rif says the not. The point is when you do a bismillah on on dragonus, you don't make a bracha because we don't know whether or not that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda that he's chayav a mila. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. You're my life, 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 you're my life,
But Mr. Kornbluth, you were with us when we learned the sugya. Do you remember it? We learned it together in Chulin and in Bukhari, wherever it was, Bukharis. You don't remember that? No, I don't. I can't believe it. Not Mikabel. You're, you have a good memory. You rem- if, if I remember, then you remember. No? Okay. And I know you're there, because I know you didn't miss any days. Yeah, that could be, but... <laughs>